everybody. I'm Amy. And I'm Brett. This is Still Not Ready, the Ready or Not podcast, here to bring you episode-to-episode breakdowns of our favorite Canadian teen drama from the 90s, Ready or Not. Moving right along to Season 4, Episode 2 of the show, The Grass is Always Greener. Britt, is the grass always greener on the other side? Well, I think it all depends on what side we're looking at, because sometimes it is. Okay. Sometimes it is. <laughs> well, certainly in this day and age, like if we're talking about social media, it certainly seems like the grass is always greener. Oh. We're getting those like highlight reels on Instagram, right? Of everybody's lives. Oh, yeah. Everyone else's live always looks way better than yours. <laughs> on the interwebs, anyways. Yeah, exactly. And I have to say, my neighbor's grass is always greener than mine. Yeah, I'm not as... <laughs> For me, it's not so much about the green grass. It's like, how nice and flat is it? Because I feel like my backyard, it's like, it looks green, but then you start walking and it's like, oh, there's a big divot. (laughs) Oh, and another one. (laughs) No, it just has to look good. It doesn't have to be functional. Yeah, from far away, it does. It doesn't look bad. It looks green. Well, we're about to find out if the grass is greener for Busy and Amanda Well, okay, so first I wanted to briefly discuss our polls from the last episode. Okay. Season four, episode one. Season four, episode one was the girls' first day of grade nine. Mm -hmm. I got some funny answers here. So, well, the the first thing we asked in the polls was we asked everyone if the high school years were the best years of their lives. I think we got one or two people that said they were, in fact, the best years of their lives. Oh, my gosh. Then we asked everyone what they wore on their first day of grade nine. Oh, my gosh. What did people say? Well, somebody somebody gave us the most early 2000s answer ever. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Butterfly clips, like four tank tops. Almost everyone said butterfly clips. (laughs) Almost everyone (laughs) But somebody said they wore a flannel shirt that had a tank top attached underneath it. Oh, my God. Wait, how do you even put that on? Over your head? I don't know. I mean, the early 2000s was a lot of layering. But like, that's true. At some point. Like whoever made the clothes or designed the style for that time decided that we weren't capable of layering clothes ourselves. Yeah, it does kind of make sense. I mean, I guess like not really early 2000s. Remember when like long tank tops were in that had like lace either on the bottom? Yeah. Like a huge, like a wide band of lace on the bottom or like on the top. So I'd wear, like this was like what I'd wear to work. I'd wear like black dress pants, Mm -hmm. one of those long tank tops, Mm -hmm. a white button up, and then like a sweater over top. (laughs) Like that's a lot. I would never wear three things now. It's a lot of clothes. And you know what I remember about that lace look was when they came out with those lace, like so it was almost like a hip belt. Yeah. So it went on and then you put a smaller tank top over top of this lace belt that just kind of like went around your hips. So it looked like you were wearing a long lace like top underneath your other top. Like I remember being at a party and this one girl, she kind of started getting rowdy and then the little top like sort of exposed that she was only oh. wearing the lace belt and not like a full lace tank top. Well, 
I guess that makes sense because I had like a tank top with the lace attached, right. but I only had it in white, right? Yeah. So then if I wanted it in pink and yellow, I would need like three tank tops. Whereas this girl was like, I already got the tank tops. I just need one belt. <laughs> but she probably had like a three pack. So she probably had like a pink, yeah. a white and a black lace like a hip belt or whatever it is that you'd call that yeah. accessory. I never... I never had the lace belt because I just had the tank top with the lace attached from Garage. So much lace. Yeah. And then our final question in the polls was if everyone had a Carla at their high school, because we did meet the new Carla character in that app and several people actually said that they were the Carla at their school. That all makes sense. They're ready or not fans. (laughs) It does, which is kind of fun to admit, like, at this age that you were, like, the weird, quirky one that, like, was too much, too much, too fast sort of thing, like that character. Yeah. Well, I think at this point, who cares what you were like in high school? Like, you don't need to be embarrassed by it anymore. No, that's what I mean. It's kind of fun to admit how silly you were in high school. Well, because you're like a completely different person now. And if you're not, well, you need therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know what? Right after we recorded that episode, I saw some article somewhere that was like, you know, you've peaked in high school when? Oh, my gosh. It was some of the funniest stuff. Like, you know, the guy that brings up how he scored the like winning touchdown at the whatever like (laughs) into his like 30s and 40s. He's still talking about it. Anyways, okay, so this episode, this episode we're talking about today, it originally aired in 1996. And again, if you don't remember 1996, that's the year Prince Charles and Diana got a divorce. Oh my gosh, for a second, I thought you were going to say they got married. I was like, in 1996? I don't think so. <laughs> no, divorce. They were married in 81. Anyways, that's our flashback. Let's get to the synopsis. The Synopsis, Season 4, Episode 2, The Grass is Greener. Busy and Amanda hate their families and decide to swap places for an entire weekend to see if the grass is truly greener on the other side. Okay, we've got Busy played by Lonnie Billard, Amanda by Laura Bertram, and um, they switch lives in this episode. That basically sums it up. And episode over. The end. (laughs) Focus on Instagram at Still Not Really Fun. (laughs) Okay, they switch lives. But I have to say, I'm glad that they did the swap of the lives in a very, like, natural and organic way. Because there's a lot of shows that do the whole body swap thing. Like, they magically switch minds and... Oh, like Freaky Friday. You're not talking about the show Wife Swap. Right, right. No. Like, a la Freaky Friday. There's there's a lot of shows that do the kind of body swap thing. They'll do, like, one episode where there's, like, this weird lightning strike and then there's magic in the one episode. They switch bodies for, like, a whole episode and then, like, no one talks about it for the rest of the entire series. It's too much. Like, it doesn't make any sense for a lot of a lot of the shows that do it. You can't really add magic into, like, a normal, like, show. 
It's an insanely popular concept. Like, Okay, so now you need to tell me what shows have done it. I'd be happy to tell you. Okay, so obviously Drop Dead Diva, that was the concept of that whole show. Oh, that was the whole show. Okay, that's fine. It's the concept of a show. Never got into it, but... I'm just going to name the popular ones that I assume most of us have heard of. Okay. Big Mouth did it. Buffy the Vampire Slayer did it a few times. Um, Community did it with Troy and Abed. Okay. So Buffy makes sense because it's already sci-fi. Okay. Big Mouth is a cartoon, so all bets are off in a cartoon. They had ghosts on a regular basis in that show, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Eight Simple Rules did it, like, where all of the characters switched, like, each character switched with another character. The whole cast was switched. Mm, Happy, not into that. Happy Endings did it. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like, it's crazy. Happy Endings? Yeah. Apparently, it was uh, some sort of curse. They all switched. Okay, so I will say that that show, have you ever watched Happy Endings? Yeah, it's a good show. It's good. It's a really good show. Uh, I, I like that show, so I'll give it a pass. Paw Patrol, Third Rock from the Sun, Power Rangers, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, obviously, X-Files, Saturday Night Live, Smallville, Star Trek, like, it just goes on and on. It's it's insanely popular. And then, and then not even mentioning, like, all the movies, like, 13 Going on 30, Freaky Friday, The Change Up, 17 Again with Zac Efron. Like, it's just crazy. You're forgetting the best one of all. Um, I Feel Pretty? Uh, no. The hot chick. No. Uh, what haven't I mentioned? Big. Big, right. Yeah, see? Big is actually really good. That's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. The other ones are kind of like hokey and corny, but I thought Big was actually good. So Ready or Not sort of did it in this episode in a very sort of Ready or Not way, right? Like the girls just literally go like, we should switch lives. Yeah, sure. Like, let's see how it goes. It's the show Wife Swap. It's kind of Wife Swappy. Yeah. But Wife Swap was so crazy because they forced families to switch wives that were like polar opposite. You'd have like very religious family Mm -hmm. swap with like people who are like atheists. And because it was a... It was a reality show. They just set them up for disaster. Like I never liked it because it was kind of trashy reality TV. It was too like produced and the people played the role. It's like you have like the person who's like really clean going to like a messy house and it's just like, okay, we know what's going to happen. Like, you know, it just was like so obvious. And then there was that weirdness at the end. Didn't they always have like a meeting at the end after they spent like a week or a month in each other's houses where they like gave the other person advice? Like your oldest son needs more attention. And it's I like, think there was something like that. Oh, uh, you've lived at my house for a week. Get the hell out of my brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it is. It's a it's a popular concept. But the appeal is there because everyone has at one point thought that someone else's grass was greener. I don't think I'd want to just like, like, I wouldn't want to like live at your house as myself. (laughs) Like in this episode, Busy and Amanda literally just swap, right? So like Amanda lives at Busy's. They're not like, it's not like Amanda's in Busy's body living at Busy's house. Like we said, this is like a very ready or not way. Like it's a very Canadian low budget way of doing this. You know what I just thought of? It would have kind of been fun if they like wore each other's clothes. 
Well, that to me would be more appealing, would be like my brain. In someone else's body. In someone else's body. You want the magic. <laughs> okay. I will admit, I'm not a supermodel. Okay. <laughs> but like, what would the world look like if you were like, lived as Gigi Hadid for one day? Like, would you notice people looking at you differently? Would they treat you differently? Yeah, I agree with you. It would certainly be interesting to like walk down the street and have people like give you attention for different reasons. Yeah. But it's the same thing. You'll get there and you'll go like, this is super creepy. Like, I wish all these people wouldn't look at me and talk to me. Exactly. And then you'd like realize like, oh, that her life is just so like... All about the way that she looks, yeah. She's kind of alone. Gigi? Yeah. Well, Gigi's got a baby. I know, but she shares custody with Zane, so that'd be depressing, probably. Oh my gosh. I won't bring that up. I was going to bring up something about one of the One Direction guys, but like, let's not do that. (laughs) What? You got it out. One of them got like... The buccal fat? The buccal fat thing. True. Uh, oh yeah it was while you were on vacation i don't know the the other one the one that i don't know what he's doing i think he has a solo career but he looks super weird and super different it's really odd liam Payne. yeah oh oh Doesn't he look weird gross he looks really weird now you know what that buccal buckle fat stuff oh my god he looks so creepy it's gross yeah it's a little odd it's a little odd. How did we get into this? <laughs> oh, yeah, Gigi. Switching lines with Gigi. I never thought he was, like, gorgeous, but, like, now seeing this, it's like, ew. Well, I looked at a bunch of before and after pictures, and, like, I was, like, way digging him when he, like, in the before pictures, like, way more than after. He looks, like, 25 years older now. That's the problem. And in 10 years, they're all going to need that fat reinjected. It's irreversible. Oh, it is? It's irreversible. Yeah, you can't put it back in. Anyway, okay. sorry. Okay, okay. the first scene um, goes something like... Okay, so the first shot of the episode shows us busy shoes. And I immediately regretted everything we said about busy having cool style in this season. <laughs> <laughs> what were her shoes? I didn't even notice. She was wearing two different shoes. She was? Okay, so (laughs) she's wearing like her regular sneaker and then like a dress shoe of some kind. But this is just like the setup for her to find the other shoe in her messy locker. Mm, Right, right, right. Okay. Setting us up for the entire premise of the episode. So the girls are at school and they're both complaining about their families. And because Phyllis broke up with Mal... Or vice versa or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think it was Phyllis. Mel's Mel's out. Smell. He's gone. Busy's talking about how annoying her brothers are and how she never gets any privacy at home. Amanda's mom's always always wants to take her to like intellectually stimulating events. Blah blah blah. So they're both complaining, right? This is what I don't get about Amanda. It's like Amanda, you're like thirteen almost. You're fourteen. They're fourteen yeah. Just don't go to the art gallery. Can't you just say I'm staying home, mom? Yeah, but her mom's lonely and single now. Like, she probably feels bad for her mom. I think Amanda wants to go to that stuff. 
Then why is she complaining? Then why about is she it? complaining? Well, maybe she's complaining because she always wants to go to that stuff. Maybe. She always wants to go. Okay. Anyways, the girls agree at this point to trade places for a weekend because they both think the other one like has it easy. Yeah. Is it a bet? Well, they kind of make a bet because it's kind of like you wouldn't last a day. You're going to be begging to come to school on Monday. Yeah, they both kind of say like, yeah, you won't last at my house or just kind of some some deal because Busy wants her locker cleaned and Amanda wants to borrow Frankie's jacket that Busy's currently wearing. Yeah, I think it's like if either of them crack. Okay. So if Amanda's like, I just can't take it, I'm coming home. Then, like, yeah, she has to do, like, Busy's locker and maybe give Busy some allowance. Right. Okay, so there is a bet. Like, if one of them calls the other one and wants to switch back, then that person loses. But, okay, let's think back to grade nine, because I know we kind of already sort of discussed whether we would want to switch lives with someone. But let's think back to grade nine. Would you want to switch places with someone? I mean, maybe at the time it would have been fun, but like in hindsight, no. Like when I was in grade nine, my best friend was an only child. Oh, and you have siblings. So, okay. Yeah, I have two younger brothers. So sure, at the time, but then to be perfectly honest with you, now looking back, it probably would have been just like, I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like me and my brothers were hanging out 24 seven. Like it wasn't like we were best friends. But it just would have been, I don't know, boring. And also, I don't know, what I've liked her family's cooking? Probably not. Her family's cooking. <laughs> you know, just little things like that, right? Like, Yeah, I don't, um, I don't think in grade nine I really had the desire. I think in um, grade school I had a really rich friend mm. who lived in a really big house and, like, had all the cool toys yeah. and the big toys and stuff have all the nintendo systems and whatnot she had like her own wing above the garage with like her own tv in her room and her own bathroom so like if you would have asked me in grade school i would have been like oh yeah i want to switch places with her but like later on in life obviously you find out that her parents are like swingers or something crazy like that or something that's (laughs) what i mean right like as an adult you look and you're like, sure, the grass seemed greener. Yeah, maybe it would have been cool to be like the only child. But then in reality, it probably was a bit sad at times because you're just like home by yourself a a little bit more. Yeah, the only child thing would have been interesting. Um, Now, I think I'd like to switch lives with like a friend who doesn't have kids. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like it's like super career driven or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe somebody that's single or not even, they don't even have to be single. They could be married, just no kids. Because then you can come <laughs> yeah. with like a new appreciation for, like, who knows? I'd like to know. I want to know. Are those people like super bored? Like, sometimes I really am thinking in my head, like, what are these people doing? Like, I'd really love to know. I know. This is why, no offense, I wouldn't swap with you because I don't think I could handle like two boys. <laughs> that's just like off the charts energy (laughs) i couldn't do it i don't know i'd be curious at this point in my life to figure out what those people do like 
day to day on a weekend? Like, are they coming home from work and taking naps? Like, I just need to know that they're, (laughs) I don't know. I need to know what they're doing. Yeah, it would be kind of fun to maybe like switch lives with someone also who's like maybe slightly wealthier. Mo money, mo problems or something, right? Like, I just need to know that. Oh, I'm sure. That's the thing. It is going back to the social media thing, right? So like you see people and you're like, oh, it'd be cool because it looks like they have so much money because like, Mm. look what they have. But then like when you really get into the nitty gritty, it's like, oh yeah, they have all of that, but they have like half a million dollars in debt. Yeah. Which is crippling, right? So it's like no one else is perfect, but it might be fun to live as someone else like for a couple of days where you have no responsibility. Or just different responsibilities, right? So the girls then have to go home and explain this whole thing to their parents. Mm -hmm. And Amanda tells a little white lie to her mom, says this whole switcheroo is for like a project at school. Phyllis like wants to know where the permission form is (laughs) and like the outline for the project. And her mom's kind of disappointed because she had this whole weekend planned for them. Mm -hmm. And Amanda's just like, we'll do all that stuff with Busy then. Yeah, perfect. And then at the Ramones, Busy's like, uh, are you in? And her mom's like, okay, fine. Like, no questions asked. We're already seeing, like, the differences household to household. Like, Busy's mom, who has, like, three other kids, has less time to think about each little thing that every kid is involved yeah. in. Whereas, like, Phyllis is like, ooh, where do I sign? Like, what's the premise of the project? Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, so the girls have this little meeting in the bathroom at school about the rules of the exchange. So basically the rules are no going into each other's drawers. Mm -hmm. Amanda says this one, but it's like, Amanda, what's in your drawers in grade nine, my friend? Wow. (laughs) What is she hiding? Their diaries. Their diaries, but we later find out she brings her diary with her to busy. That's true, but she probably has like... 20 old diaries because she's writing in that thing so much. Yeah, her diaries. I don't know. Because at first I was like, wait, are they, is it like already Friday and they're just like going to go home without like going home and hiding all the weird stuff in their rooms? Yes. (laughs) They had like one night to go home and do all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now they like, they exchange keys. Busy gets home first. So she arrives at Amanda's apartment. Nobody's home. She's like loving it. Phyllis leaves her a welcome message on a tape. So there's like a note that says like, hey, busy, press play. Meanwhile, Amanda arrives at Busy's and like nobody even notices that she's there. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this whole thing. (laughs) It's not even like the Ramones have that many kids at home anymore. They have Busy and Frankie and that's it. Yeah, but Manny's really kicking around in this episode. Oh, I know. He's around a lot lately, and I don't really understand why. It's like the actor who played Dom, like, actually went to college, so, like, he's just unavailable. Probably. Probably. Like, (laughs) it is kind of strange. It's like, oh, Dom went to college never to be seen again. We see less of Dom, and now we see more of Manny. And then it's like, where did Dom go to college? Like, they live in Toronto. He probably went in the GTA. He would just live at home. <laughs> I don't know. They don't say. They don't say where he went. But anyways, uh, it, I, it's funny because Sam sees Amanda and says, like, 
oh, hey, Busy's upstairs in her room. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even know. He can't even keep he track. Had no idea. He's heading into the living room with a two liter of Pepsi, a baguette, and a stick of salami. <laughs> Get a little more stereotypically Italian there, Sam. I know. <laughs> he couldn't if you tried. I know. So then Amanda's like trying to explain the concept of the switch to Sam, but he's like already watching TV. He's not paying attention. Yeah, he's has no clue. What my dad would do. He like wouldn't even notice that there was like a weird other child in his house. Yeah. Okay. What's Busy's mom's name again? Oh my gosh. Lucy. Lucy. Okay. Okay. Lucy. Okay. Cause I wrote Busy's mom like a thousand times in here. Yeah, so Lucy, she's like rushing off to her classes again. Mm-hmm. She's busy. She's committed to that mm-hmm. MLM venture she's working on. <laughs> I can't wait to see what she's going to be selling. Maybe she's getting into the Beanie Baby thing. You think in 96? When did we say that came along? An early, she's an early adopter. Yeah, because didn't we do like a throwback in like one of the previous seasons where we talked about the Beanie Baby thing? I don't know when Beanie Babies started. Yeah, yeah, we did because Beanie Babies was like um, a Christmas present throwback or something that we talked about. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was created in 93. So 96 could be like you're starting to get into the Beanie Baby craze. going to bu- start buying and selling Beanie Babies. Yeah. No, it's probably going to be like Avon products, Tupperware or something. I like actually that. think she's like in college classes. Like it's legit. I want to say bookkeeping, but she's probably already doing the bookkeeping at the bookshop. I think she's like pursuing like a degree. Oh, that's an interesting take. I just thought it would be like um, something very specific, like that she would come out on the other end with like a very specific job. I get the vibe that this is like a legit like. Oh, she's going to get like her master's or something. Yeah, I think it's like something like that. Uh, yeah, so, uh, like we said, Manny makes an appearance for just long enough for Sam to bring up the fact that he's living in sin with his girlfriend. Sheila? Yeah, thanks for that input, Sam. Yeah, go back to your salami. Okay, so Busy finds out that Phyllis has this big art gallery day planned for the two of them on the Saturday. And she's kind of game at first. She's like, yeah, okay, sure. Let's- yeah, she doesn't know yeah. what's in store. Well, she's getting she's getting very different vibes at Amanda's house than she's used to, right? Like the two of them yeah. are like mulling over things like the scent of candles. Yes, and they're eating more. You know, they got like Chinese takeout. Yeah. You know, they're having like these more intellectual conversations. It's quiet. Phyllis is in a noodle phase. Exactly. Okay, so the first night seems to go well. Amanda's over at Busy's smelling her brother's dirty laundry. Yeah. And kissing their pictures on the wall. Oh my God, that is so weird. This is such a risky move. It's weird and it's so risky. I know because A, anyone could walk out at any time. And B... I don't know what B is. Just anyone can walk out. No, she's doing it in such a public place, like in the hallway of the... Also, like, when did she transition from Frankie to Dom? Probably when she saw him naked. It was Dom she saw naked? Yeah, with the sunglasses. It was the sunglasses episode. Right. Yes, yeah. But earlier in the episode, Amanda calls Busy's brothers gorgeous. 
and Busy sort of reacts in a way that she was not aware that Amanda thought that. I mean, they are cute. But, like, Busy would make it to grade nine without any of their friends talking about how hot her brothers were. And I feel like, yeah, other people would have. I mean, Frankie definitely is looking better than he used to, because now he looks more like an adult before he looked too young. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> Manny's my least favorite if we're ranking. <laughs> it goes like Dom, Frankie, Manny. Oh, wait till Dom comes back with a slick back hairdo. Oh, I can't wait till he comes I back. I know. He's coming back with that drug problem, I'm telling you. Oh my gosh, I gotta like read further ahead on these synopsis. I forget where I saw that. Anyways. Hmm. Um, but Busy's loving this whole chill life that she's uh, experiencing at, Am- at Amanda's place. So zen. It's very zen. So Saturday morning, Busy gets woken up early to hit the galleries. Before they're busy. Before they're busy. Amanda wakes up in good spirits, but it quickly turns south when Frankie hands her an IOU card Busy gave him to clean his room. Ouch. I don't know. This is kind of weird. This is like basically a free pass into snooping around in Frankie's room. Like, I feel like I would have been kind of excited about this opportunity. I also just don't believe that a teenage boy would want his like younger sister cleaning his room. Yeah, exactly. For that reason, like, who knows what's in there? (laughs) Yeah, he's in he's what the girls are in grade nine. He's in 11. Something like that. 11 or 12. Yeah, so Amanda's like kind of panicking because she's also supposed to work at the butcher shop. Right. On the Saturday and she's going to be really busy because now she's got to clean Frankie's room. Okay, at the art gallery, the Phyllis character is looking super enthused about Mm -hmm. every piece of art she sees. (laughs) she's like running around the gallery like gasping for air she's so moved by everything Mm -hmm. but busy busy is being kind of rude at is wait is busy being rude or is busy being a teenager at an art gallery she's being a teenager at an art gallery yeah like she's blowing bubbles with her bubble gum i mean i have to say i'm a bit surprised because i do feel like busy would know like manners yeah she sticks a piece of her dirty gum on like a piece of art. Like I feel like she knows a little bit better than that. Right. And even like the blowing of bubbles, like there's no way Sam and Lucy Ramon were just like, okay with her blowing bubbles constantly with her gum. Like that's annoying. So I think she's being a bit of a bored teenager and a bit rude, but I think that's just to play up how she's like not enjoying this. It's boring. Exactly. She like puts headphones in. She's like pretending to play the drums to some music. She's making a bit of a scene. Like everyone is sort of staring at her. Mm-hmm. But again, like I don't know why. Like everyone in the art gallery has never seen a bored teenager before. Like get off your high horses, art gallery people. Exactly. Mississauga, wherever they are. I think it's the AGO. Is that what you think it is? Yeah. Does it look like that? I haven't been there in a very long time. I've only been there once, but I'm assuming. What other art gallery is there? It's, I mean, it's a, for sure it's an art gallery. On location. On location, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's like some poet that's making googly eyes at Phyllis. <laughs> She's loving it. 
Yeah, she's feeling good after her breakup with Mal. He like winks and makes a kissy face at her. It's super gross. But Phyllis, she's being very extra in the art gallery scene, I thought. Like, she's being super Phyllis. Like, he he winks oh. and, like, smooches at her, and she, like, tosses, like, flips her hair sort of. Yeah. <laughs> she's playing it, for sure. Yeah, like, ooing and aahing over the art. Busy thinks this whole thing is, like, hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like we were saying, Amanda has to work at the butcher shop. She's all grossed out by the meat. Sam's yelling at her because she's wrapping meat too slowly she has to wrap like a pig's foot i'd probably take my time (laughs) (laughs) well okay so she has a terrible day at work and then for whatever reason she's like serving pepsi and chips to manny frankie and some rando friend yeah i don't understand why she's doing that like wouldn't the little sister just be like no, I am not serving you. Get your own Pepsi, Manny. You're like 45. Well, Busy would never do that. I know. And the rules were that you had to do everything that the other person was supposed to do. Busy would never do that. So the guy, the guys are like playing poker. And then also I'm thinking like, in what world would a bunch of like early 20-something guys playing poker Like, in what world would they be drinking Pepsi? Yeah, good point. Like, Manny's old enough to have, like, a beer. Yeah, and Frankie's at their house, like, with his older brother. He's in grade 11. They're probably having beers. The parents are nowhere to be found. And I also like how this random friend has, like, no lines. And he just, like, sticks his hand out with an empty glass. like Yeah, to get his Pepsi refill. (laughs) Fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. (laughs) okay so busy finds out amanda doesn't have a tv at her house or the the tv doesn't work the tv's broken yeah doesn't work okay so that night we get this big dramatic scene at busy's house while amanda's trying to sleep so she's sleeping in the top bunk i guess that's where busy always sleeps i think so I think when we've seen them have sleepovers, Busy's always on the top bunk. Or, like, there's been, like, those scenes where, like, Lucy has had to come in to talk to Busy, and she's, like, they're on, like, the same level. Head level, which is sort of an effective way to have a one-on-one with Mm -hmm. someone in a bed. Yeah. But this is great because the scene starts out by Amanda falling out of the top bunk. (laughs) (laughs) Did she break her arm? I guess not. She gets, she just gets back up and she gets right on back into her top bunk. Okay, so Amanda, like, can't sleep mm-hmm. because of, like, some loud music. But what are the guys are playing loud music now? Like, yes. again, where are the parents? Are the parents just, like, letting the loud music fly? They might be out for date night. You know, they're in all that marriage counseling. It's date night. Out for date. It is Saturday night, mm-hmm. but Amanda's trying to get some sleep and she can't get any sleep because there's loud music playing. And then she gets some gum stuck in her hair that's apparently been in Busy's bed. Gross. <laughs> well, just, Busy is gross. Clearly, I don't know. This is like the first time we've seen her being super obsessed with like bubble gum. That's true. Yeah. Like, it's not like this has been an ongoing thing. It's just we get the scene in the art gallery where she's blowing bubbles. Now there's also gum, gum in her <laughs> bed. So Amanda gets the gum stuck in her hair. 
Oh, boy. It's a whole thing. She's pissed. So I guess this is right around the time when Amanda starts calling Busy and hanging up before Busy answered. Which I don't see what the purpose of that is, but... I think she's just like, she wants to call, but then she like talks herself out of it. Possibly. I have to say, it does seem strange that they're going a whole weekend without talking. But I think that was a rule, like no, no communication. Yeah. So again, those are the rules. Whoever calls loses. The next morning while Amanda's writing in her diary, this is a really funny scene. Frankie barges in, Mm -hmm. steals her diary reads the diary, wants to know if he's in it. And I just feel as, again, somebody who did go to high school not so long ago, I'm a little surprised the Frankie character didn't sneak into Amanda's room that night and for like a makeout session. Well, I think Frankie looks at Amanda like a little sister, like busy. Yeah, but she's much older. Like, she's in grade 9 and he's in grade 11. Like, it's a totally doable thing. No questions asked by the parents. Like, Amanda's sleeping and Busy's not there. Yeah, but I think he doesn't look at her that way because it's like, oh, this is like my little sister. Yeah, I suppose. But he also wants to know if he's in her diary. So, like, he knows it's a possibility. I think that's just, like, busting her chops. He's busting her chops. Just teasing her. But he, but he's not in her diary because she's writing about John F. Kennedy. Junior. John Jr. Junior. The plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really funny scene for, uh, for Frankie. It's a weird choice of crush. Like, what was he doing at that time? Mm. Why him? <laughs> I don't know. Like, is that the year he got married? Oh. Oh, what happened? What'd you find? He did get married in 1996 to um, Carolyn Bassett. Is that her name? He would have been in the news. Yeah, so maybe that's why. But right around this exact time, 95, 96, I had a friend who kind of looked like John F. Kennedy Jr. He was very good looking. Yeah, and we like called him JFK. So good looking. So JFK was like a thing, whether we thought so or not at that time. We yeah. We remember it, maybe. September 21st, 1996, they married. It kind of lines up, you know? There's probably a lot of news about his wedding, right around school time starting. <laughs> what And what does Amanda say in her diary? Because Frankie reads it like, he's not receiving my... Um, <laughs> it's something silly. It's something so silly, like he's not receiving my mental, like <laughs> my manifestations. Yeah, or like some, like my mental sound waves or something, like telling him to come and see me or something like that. Obviously not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. So Frankie finds out that Amanda's been writing about John F. Kennedy, and then for some reason, Frankie is carrying around the picture of Dom that Amanda kissed in his pocket. Because he saw the lips on it. Well, I realize that, but why does he have it in his pocket at all times? No, I think he like grabbed it off the wall and was like, oh, I'm going to go razzer for this. 
So put it in his pocket and walked in. <laughs> put it in his pocket, but he pulls it out of his pocket, but it's like kind of stuck because it's a big picture and it doesn't fit like super smoothly yeah. in his pocket. And I mean, like, oh, let me just get this out. Oh, what's this I have in my pocket? Oh, just let me get it out. It's the picture you kissed. Won't Dom be jealous, he says. <laughs> Won't John be jealous or Dom? Dom. Who's jealous? Dom's jealous. Oh, because she's got a thing for JFK she's Jr. Got a thing for John Jr. The plot thickens. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Amanda's obviously all ticked off. There's no privacy at the Ramones. So is the grass greener, Amanda? No. No. Okay, so Busy calls Amanda and she opens with, I'm not really calling you. <laughs> Okay, so Busy failed. So they have a quick chat about, like, what they each are having for dinner. And then they just kind of say, like, okay, see you later. And this is, is this Sunday night now? I don't really understand. Yeah, this is, like, Sunday, yeah. I don't really understand why it's going all the way till Sunday night at 9. Like, I think you could just end it, like, afternoon. It's a little weird. 9 p.m. is, like, you're already going to bed. Like, what are you doing after dinner? I know. Or just show up on Monday at school. Yeah, or to me, it would make sense Sunday, noonish, lunchtime, you swap back. Yeah, really. Just like two nights, right? Yeah. No, 9 p.m. It's a bit of a stretch. Like I know. It's a lot. Yeah. So 9 p.m. on Sunday finally rolls around. The girls can't wait to get back to their own lives. So Busy does offer Amanda Frankie's jacket to borrow, but now she's not interested. Because she's so turned off. Crash averted. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they each sort of claim at this point that they won the bet because Amanda called and hung up a bunch of times, but Busy like did call to talk about Amanda's how Amanda's TV doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So they're both like, oh, whatever, it's a draw. They decide they neither one of them has an easy life. Great lesson for everyone involved and everyone watching. The end. They learn the grass is not always greener. Yeah, we finish with a cute scene in Busy's living room with her family all piling up on top of Sam trying to get the remote. Everything's better now. (laughs) I have to say, I feel like this episode should have been more in the middle of the season. It was a bit of like a wah wah for like episode. Like episode one was fun because we met Carla and you know Nina Pepperman, and then we go this episode and there's like no one from the school, nothing different. Like this should have been like episode six. It's a, it's kind of a filler episode. Like it's like it feels that way. Throw it in the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah. We really came in hot with like all the new characters and the like the new school and everything in episode one, and then we're all kind of going like, well, what's Carla doing? Like, yeah, exactly. What's going on with Nina? Yeah, we do get like a couple scenes at the school, but that's it. Yeah, it was just a bit of. I don't know. It's cute. It's a cute episode. It's like, it's light. Like there's no like drama. There's no heavy topic. So it's fun. But that's almost why it needed to be sandwiched between like tougher episodes. Yeah, that's true. There is no conflict. I guess it's just teaching you that, sure, someone else's life looks great. But, you know, you spend a day in their shoes and it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Character development, as they say. Okay, friends, there goes another episode of Ready or Not, Season 4, Episode 2, The Grass is Always Greener. 
If you're listening on Spotify, head back to our page at the end of the episode and hit that little rate button on the left-hand side. Find us on Instagram at StillNotReadyPod and let us know. Is the grass always greener on the other side? Who would you switch lives with for a weekend? Who should Amanda be crushing on, John Jr. or Dom? We'll be back soon with episode three. Thanks for listening. I'm Amy. And I'm Britt. And you've just found out we're still not ready.